previously on the Reroll Podcast. Flint's new weapon bestows him with a strange dream. Or is it? You look down as your hands tighten on the hilt of this beautifully ornate, golden, blood-soaked glaive. Is this the vengeance you wanted? Is this the monster you wish to become? The Hellriders ramp up their occupation efforts in Brambleton. This town has been declared to be held in contempt of the Empire. This contempt will remain in place until an Inquisitor arrives for threat assessment. Crossing past either entrance without a writ of travel will brand you a fugitive of the Empire. Pavel brings a proposition to some members of the party and Flint seizes the opportunity to play a new part. Well, I am currently in between jobs at the moment. Pavel leaves on business, delegating the enforcement of martial law to Yelena. The town's in your hands, Yelena. And Flint slips something to the rest of the party. I need you to get this to the rest of the crew, yeah? What will the party do while trapped under the Empire's iron fist? How will the town itself handle this new way of life? So many questions, so little time. Welcome back to the Reroll Podcast. This week on the 32nd episode of the Reroll Podcast, we are going to skip the opening banter and icebreaker and go right into a little glimpse into the past. Bo, take it away. Okay. A small hearth crackles gently in the corner of a quaint wooden home. The fire is accompanied by smooth handmade furniture, charming hand-painted pots, and worn books that sit neatly on the nearby shelves. The cacophony of raspberry coughing fit occasionally flares from two of the occupied beds that are positioned closely to the burning embers. With the curtains drawn, a shadowy figure sits atop a stool next to one of the bedsides, quickly taking the form of a young man. He stoops to dip a cloth in a clay bowl filled with water, patiently wrings it out, and brings it to the face of an unconscious older man. He lets out only a low, quiet moan in return. Then, as if routinely, the young man repeats the process in another form, a woman, still and pale, in the adjacent bed. She opens her eyes and gives him a little smile and grasps his hand for a moment, squeezing it, before drifting off again only for a coughing fit to rack her frail frame as a young man diligently retrieves a cup of cool water to her shaking hands. He strokes her dark hair until the fit subsides and he says, I was thinking I'd make you and dad's favorite for lunch, pumpkin soup. He pauses for a moment, looking at her as if his gaze might shatter her. Would you like that? He continues. She nods lightly with a delicate smile and says kindly, You're a good boy, Bo. Don't be long, okay? Worry entangles her soft features. I won't be long, he he gently reassures her, giving her a tender smile in return. He stokes the fire, plucks a large woven basket off a nearby table, and heads for the front door in a swift motion. The oppressive sun beats down on the unassuming and desolate existence of a town, impossibly quiet with only the buzz of flies and occasional moans of pain to stir the agonizing silence. The houses sag under the summer heat while the porks used for fence posts line the outer edges like jagged teeth. Inside the maw of dismal fences hold dry, cracked earth, accompanied by bare skeletons of crops. The scene of the town is muddied with garish shades of brown and grayscale as far as the eye can see. Thousands of hoof prints stamp the main dirt road, causing it to be crumbled, rugged, and unable to be traveled by foot. 
A sudden wind howls through the eerie silence, knocking the wooden sign into the dust. It reads, Edinburgh. Just then, the door of the humble family home creaks open, revealing the young man in his dark, greasy hair, a worn straw hat and clothing almost stylishly coordinated with the wear and tear of the town. Despite his existence in a drab and unlively town, he pushes quickly through the door and leans on the posts at the end of the short stone pathway. His fingers automatically begin to trace the edges of the sea in the carving of the wood cantrell etched into the front of the post as he narrows his vibrant green eyes to survey Edinburgh's edges. After a solid moment of taking in the town, he makes a subtle, decisive nod to himself and raises the large woven basket onto his capable shoulders. He briskly rounds the home and takes a narrow, well-trodden path. His feet kick up dust while his shoulders dodge the greenery in his path, causing the prayer beads hanging around his neck to playfully bounce its way. As he nears his destination, a babbling river comes into view and he begins to follow it, but hesitates before side-eyeing the rushing water. He turns to face the river, sighs, and saunters to the water's edge, then bends to pick up a small handful of rocks. Crouching now, he cups his hands and gently dips them into the water and begins discarding pebbles one by one until none are left, all gray and unremarkable. Visibly frustrated, he repeats the process again and again and again until the act reeks of desperation. Until finally, he erupts in a cry of anger and pain and hurls the handful of pebbles into the river. The anger fades and is quickly replaced by a quiet torment partnered with anguish. He sighs heavily, allowing his shoulders to fall and his body language to become one of an overwhelmed child. After a moment of intensity, as if shaking it off, his previous disposition returns and he abruptly turns on his heels and marches up the riverbank along seemingly insignificant path. After a few minutes of determination, he arrives under a shroud of beautiful trees that stand as protectors to a patch of dark, rich earth encapsulated by a crafted driftwood fence. Inside is an incredibly vivid arrangement of herbs, vegetables, and fruits, a secret garden. The garden is immaculately cared for and it has proven to be to have been in its favor. Each and every plant is bursting with food. Nearby, there are handmade pots and tools made from clay found at the riverside. The whole scene reads of love and care, forged with time and effort. The young man kneels in the soft dirt, lays the intricately woven basket by his side, and gently begins to collect the gorgeous produce with the same hands he used to cultivate, tend, and nourish this thriving garden. Once finished, he rises from the secret garden and quietly leaves the way he came, returning to home. Once inside, he moves with purpose to a large wooden table. He pushes a dense package to the side with one arm while placing the large basket bursting with a bounty of food to the center of the table. He shoots a look that could kill at the package. It sits with a hefty presence, bound with dark oily rope and stamped with property of black reach on its side, as if gloating. He looks at the parcel with disgust, grips it as if he were forced to touch the most foul creature on earth, and tosses it into the now rolling flames of the fire. It hisses grotesquely upon coming into contact with the embers, almost as if it were sentient. Dark, heavy smoke emits from the package and escapes through the chimney, while he watches as the thick parchment wastes away, revealing burning, dry, tasteless meats, while some kind of gray, foul substance leaches out and begins to bubble, before eventually burning up. With a stiff expression of distaste, the young man brushes his hands together, ridding himself of the cruel package. He then turns and hastily begins to fulfill a promise of vital importance pumpkin soup and that's it nice very well done thank you yeah i like the um there's always like this this i'm assuming that's probably like the same river yeah that's kind of like the thing it's supposed to be attached to the other memory so like it's the same river it's he's i don't know if you got that but he's kind of looking for those like 
beautiful stones, like the labradorite right, yeah, he had yeah. found in the first memory, but he couldn't. Yeah, and I really, I really like the way that ties into, like, I'm sure there's more to that. Mm-hmm. And from there, we glimpse into the present time. And, Bo, you are staring down at a package wrapped in oily rope that, again, reads property of Blackreach. And I believe, Shadow, you had passed <laughs> Flint's <laughs> big old hit of whiskey. Oh my god, are you malfunctioning? <laughs> He's getting in the character. to vape the whiskey, bestie. <laughs> Everybody smokes their whiskey. Why not vape it? Yeah. It's, it's the milk. It's the milk gar. It's it's developed a uh, rather intense bouquet flavor. Anyway. Yeah, continue, please. Don't mind like me. I believe that Shadow you slipped Groth a note into his pockets, and just to set the scene here, we are of course in Brambleton, and Union members along with Blackreach soldiers are gathering all sorts of supplies and throwing them in the center of town, and you see a carrier who's pulling a cart dropping off these rations to each building in this small town what are you guys doing where is everybody i believe shadow is invisible bow gruff and star or i think bow and star you're together at the bar i think yeah at the i would say probably outside on like the balcony yeah maybe not balcony the porch rather groth you are kind of in a crowd of people who started together and see this and flint you have two goons with you and you have a bit of a mission at hand where are the packages being delivered one's dropped right at your feet outside the bar and then a sort of younger man in in Union garb is pulling a cart filled with these and just dropping them off to every home and business. And if you watch him continue on his way, he's dropping them off to places that have already had the food and supplies pulled out of them. Well, immediately, Bo wants to turn to Star and say, we are not going to let anyone eat that. It makes people fucking sick. Star is just going to, like, give you a nod and say, I agree. We should spread the word. It's like, is there people around or is everyone, like, kind of doing their own thing right now because they're being raided? Like, what's going on? There's a lot of commotion throughout town. There was a small gathering around Yelena briefly just a couple moments ago, rather, after she was declaring that the town is being held in up in contempt, but people are scrambling around, sort of getting to their homes. You see a lot of people actually packing up, looking like they're getting ready to leave town. Which isn't allowed at this point, right? Unless they have a writ of travel. Um, right, yeah. Couple of interesting... Actually, never mind. We'll, we'll get there. Well, Groth Shadow, what are you guys doing? Uh... I'm going to start looking through the things that they're throwing out to confiscate and see if anything looks sentimental. Okay, give me an investigation. 
because that's what I want to steal the hardest. <laughs> Natural 20. Natural 20, nice. Okay. Alright, so it takes a little bit of time, obviously, just searching around people's things. You you go through, you're finding food, you're finding alcohol. But notably, you get out front this house where there's this heavier set woman in an apron, kind of stained in this reddish pinkish fashion, who is having the stuff thrown out of her home. And she's sweeping, and she's like, you, you can't take this stuff. This stuff is all I have left. And you see this sort of chest being brought out and it's open and it's being brought out by two of these black rage soldiers and it is full of some uh, some fabrics but notably on top as if they searched and pulled it out is an unmarked bottle of rum she's like please please that's all i have left of my husband and my son you can't take that i'm not even gonna drink it i won't sell it it's it's there to remember them They sit down the chest and they're like, piss off. Head back in the house for another go around. Uh, I'll wait for the guards to finish her house. Because I don't want them to think she took it while they were inside. And then I'll see it when no one's around. I'll grab it. Okay. Groth, what are you doing? I'm going to check out this, uh, this writ that I just got. See if I get sensitive, it might allow me to travel out of town. All right. Feel free to read the wording on the writ. Uh, should be in the lore tab. Yes, sir. Uh, the individual listed above is operating under the direct authority of the Empire and is entitled to all of the limited benefits and resources made available to the militia slash contract workers in servitude to the Empire of Blackreach. This writ exempts the individual from local slash municipal laws and regulations as pertaining to travel and transport. So maybe. And decrees that they are to be allowed travel unhindered and otherwise undeterred. Any who would disobey the directives outlined in this writ of contract are in direct violation of the Blackreach empirical degree and are subject to arrest slash imprisonment slash torture pending a trial. <laughs> oh my god, that's why I felt reading my memory. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, well, yeah. you were subject to imprisonment slash torture pending a trial. Uh, a little bit. <laughs> I could also like I couldn't breathe. So yeah. Yeah. I could breathe. I was just like I was half a sentence away. I was like, nah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess I'm going to. Um... It's. Do I still see Shadow? Still she was invisible. Yes. Oh, so I definitely don't. Probably not. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm going to go, uh, what's Louie doing, actually? Louie is playing his part, actually, sort of wafting around town, acting destitute, trying to actually kind of put up a show on it. You see him sort of stumbling around in a pair of black race soldiers, maybe the ones who are ransacking this woman's home, just kind of point and laugh at his expense. Ha <laughs> ha, homeless dwarf. <laughs> Did you say he's wafting? Wafting? What did I, say? I heard wafting. I don't think so. Never wafted before? Never wafted Sometimes. around town? <laughs> hey, I'm wafting here. Hey! <laughs> I hate it. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm gonna 
make a point of messaging Louie and letting him know I have that. Okay, so Flint, you are traveling in town with two goons in tow, and you see a couple different scenes. You see a half-elf traveling merchant who is packing up her cart and mules. Um, seems to be putting away boxes, draping a blanket over the back of her pull cart. You see this bigger, heavier set woman that I described earlier um, sobbing as some soldiers ransack her home. You see a couple with their young daughter sitting out front their home while a union member... Uh, uh, is sort of trying to pull some of the stuff out of it, but it seems like quite a bit of stuff, a little bit heavy uh, work there, but they don't seem to be complaining or anything. They seem to be sitting there just kind of quietly. There are several untouched homes. What would you like to do? Um, Having spent a little bit of time here, even just the people that I can see right now, does anybody look like they are like interested in fighting these guys uh give me an insight check 13 not bad um looking around it looks like just based on that trying to sort of assess val tactical value of these people you have you know a merchant who of course would be supplies are always needed in any sort of military or resistance effort you have this woman wearing an apron you kind of get the sense she's a butcher, uh, which could be good. Perhaps that could translate to combat experience or just an, a, helping to feed people. And then this last couple with their child seems like they're a bit better off. Their house is bigger. They've got a uh, nicer sort of garb about them. So they might have money. Okay. Okay. Yeah, let me, uh, I guess let's just, just pick one of the untouched houses. Okay, boom, 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 boom. Bang on the door. Open up in the name of the Empire of Blackreach. Takes a moment. Boom, boom, boom. You hit again. You hear this latching noise from the inside. Door opens up. There is a probably about 20-year-old woman. Uh, bronze skin short hair she's got this sort of fiery look in her eyes she looks at you and she says what is it now um what did uh yelena say what was going on with the town there's a word for it i don't remember contempt what, what the whole town town's being held in contempt yep okay um this whole town's under wartime degree now. We need to check your home. You need to check. Before waiting, before waiting for an answer, I'm going to motion for the two guys to go. Okay, boss. <laughs> they barrel their way in, and she sort of shoved aside, and she's, what are you talking about? Stop. What are you doing? Is it just you living here? Yes, it's just me. Got about that. Hmm, let me think. Oh, nope. I also have... All nine of the gods squirreled away in my basement, as well as an assassination plan for the Emperor. <laughs> okay, I'll give one of the guard guys a look, and he's just like, he's probably staring back like, is she serious? Uh, what do you think, boss? <laughs> Hand Hilarious. on the short sword. 
<laughs> Go check the larder. There's probably some food in there. Okay, boss. They stumble away trying to figure out what a larder is. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> opening like pots and looking back at you like is this it there's a couple it looks like there's a couple larders in here the jar dig i found the larder boss and it's a cat <laughs> oh, wait no the lid the uh, lid <laughs> the lid uh they start tearing the place apart just turning over furniture yanking off tablecloths and shit what the fuck man a lot of people gearing up to leave. What's your plan for the next few weeks? Uh, assassinate the Emperor. Uh, become an Archmage. Uh, I don't fucking know. What's it to you? Look, if you want to play coy with me, that's fine. But when when the rest of these people come through, they're not going to be so friendly and accommodating as I've been. You're not super friendly or accommodating, I have to say, but f fine. I don't plan to leave town. I don't have one of your imperial degrees or whatever you, I assume I need to leave town. So what are you taking? And at that moment, one of the guys is like bringing out a sack of like grain just over his shoulder. She's like, oh, my food going to starve us out now. You will be supplied with rations. Believe me, this is for the good of the town. And how's that? Stability. It's St important. Stability. Of course. Feeling pretty stable right now. You know, you... I don't even know what to say to you. Honestly, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed that... Someone like you, who isn't even human, would stoop to the imperialistic whims of this pathetic fucking empire. No, we all do what we have to do to survive. You don't have to do this. Maybe I want to. Yeah, I guess so. And over the course of some time... Uh, your two lackeys, uh, Brian and Ryan, <laughs> strangely familiar named, uh, grab grain, grab alcohol, grab all sorts of stuff out. And in, in one case, they, uh, actually are bringing out this, they bring out this short bow. It's like, uh, hey boss, I, uh, I think I found the larder. Um, also, every once in a while, too, once they walk by with, like, a sack of grain or something, uh, I'm just gonna give it a look and what's just say, Nah, that one's rotten. Leave it here. It's worthless. I didn't know you knew so much about grain, boss. Top of my class in grain school. Oh, grain school. Oh, grain school. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. I just hope that they're, like, Timmy and Tommy in Animal Crossing, where they just kind of repeat what the other one says. Yeah. <laughs> About the second or stuck in a loop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> About the second or third like bag of grain, this younger girl sort of side eyes you. And the second you have sort of a moment and this is before the short bow comes out and she's like Alright. What is your angle? I don't really have one. 
you know then, uh, this grain yeah, that you leave here those meaner people they come along later and find it i'm the one who gets you know shit upon for that you look like a resourceful woman plenty of floorboards that could easily accidentally slip a bag of grain into you some sort of smuggler or something would stop asking questions if I were you, or I'm gonna get a lot, lot meaner. You're already kind of mean. You smell like milk. <laughs> Burnt milk. <laughs> like, some, some weird kind of milk. Almost like it's been drained through a pound of old tobacco. <laughs> like, like, if you... And set on fire. <laughs> if you could somehow smoke milk. <laughs> uh... Yeah, and then I guess as the, uh, hunting bow comes out, Flint's just gonna grab it from the from the guard and kind of like look it over and give it like a bend and just say like we have no need for training bows and just toss it on the floor. Oh, Jesus. She like carefully picks it up puts it back in shuts it. Is that everything? Yeah, I believe we're done here. Good. Now piss off. And yeah, Flint's is going to kind of keep moving along. Meanwhile, so we're in a sort of interesting position here because I'm not entirely sure what you guys want to do. Uh, you have a couple things you're sort of waiting for. Um, so we could fast forward. We could play this slow. We could do whatever you want. What, do, what are you guys thinking? Um, can we keep the 20-year-old? She's sassy and I like her. <laughs> <laughs> she is going to be the new crunch. <laughs> hey, no replacing Crunch. Mm -hmm. No, we're just giving him a, a sister. <laughs> uh, he can be part of a thruple with her and the yeah. Oh yeah, the Kevin. Kevin. Be pretty lit. <laughs> Submit you your guys pictures assume... on our Discord. <laughs> what do you guys to assume Crunch didn't just run into the woods immediately? Crunch wouldn't do that. Crunch... He's our friend. He's huh. scared of the dark. Right. He's too stupid <laughs> to be resourceful in the dark. Uh, uh, just so you guys know what's going on, like Flint's committed to this role. He's not really planning on like being anytime soon because he figured. Well, I guess you guys wouldn't exactly know 100% sure what his motivations are, so I'll keep quiet on that for now. I think uh, Shadow, after she gets that bottle, um, assuming she didn't see anything else sentimental, is going to spend the rest of her invisibility trying to smuggle as much food as she can from the things they're confiscating and going and putting them like under a bush or something. A little squirrel stash, okay. Yeah. Uh, Anything I that looks the tastiest. Okay. Let's see. I'm gonna make you roll something just to see how well you do. Um, I'm thinking slide of hand. Okay. Do you have something else you would make a case for? That sounds fine to me, slide of hand. Okay. Uh, 16. Okay, yeah, you, you get a solid amount of stuff scored away. Um, tends to be a little bit lighter stuff, things that aren't, like, big old sacks of grain, but you get some... Things that I can carry. <laughs> jars of, you know, pickled vegetables, uh, some liquor, things like that. Sugar. I imagine Shadow Stash is, like, if a bunch pastries of... pastries, or, like, Pastries, sweets, Oreos, too. 
fig newtons. I imagine it's like a lot of like things with one bite out of them, like how you kept collecting <laughs> stuff. It's just a big probably. Stash of I'm probably nibbling on things as I'm stuff <laughs> putting some of it in my pocket too. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are the rest of you doing? If anything, and keep in mind, you guys all see the things I laid out for Flynn as well. You know, this lady's home being ransacked, the family, the merchant, everything. The, I mean, there isn't, like, really businesses, except for, like, the bar, or... Um, excuse me. There's the bar, um, there's that merchant, but everything else seems to be more like services. Louis was the carpenter. Um, and Smith and Smith there's a the you could probably figure out the lady with the apron is a butcher um, different things like that okay well is Winthrop around yeah actually Winthrop that's what I was gonna do uh, mm. is in the bar hurling insults at every single black race soldier that comes by just like and if maybe maybe McGroth reconnects with you, uh, Bo and Star, and you guys walk in and see Winthrop with Hannah. Sort of, Hannah's running around just trying to sort of clean up and gather things and kind of take them away. While Winthrop is just like, "Oh, real strong, real strong! All of you men with swords coming in to steal. Oh, what is that? Some light beer? Wow, impressive! <laughs> Your mothers must be very proud." Fuck you. <laughs> DM's feeling sassy today. <laughs> I don't know what's <laughs> Except a... you, Terry. You tip real good. You're okay. <laughs> You're cool. You're cool. Fuck you. I'm going to help uh, help Hannah clean up and have a, a telepathic conversation. Well, a short exchange with her. Uh, I'm just going to message her and say... uh. Well, it's not a message, but I'm going to say inside of her head. That sounds so much better. Uh, <laughs> what happened here? How much uh, How much you got left? She looks at you sort of quizzically and then instinctually is like, what? But it comes through telepathically to you. And then she, you kind of respond to that, I assume. What do you, uh, what, what have they taken? And she like looks surprised and sort of pieces together she can speak to you with her mind and she says they've taken almost everything everything that is in large quantities I'm trying to squirrel away a couple bottles uh, I know that it's very dangerous to sell things uh, that's what the slave driver lady said but I don't know how we survive any other way we'll, we'll be run out of town starved I, I don't know an economy like this, it seems like a, uh, a bore can't exist. It's a recession. That's the word for it. I don't know what that means. <laughs> the Nasdaq, it is through the floor. Have you seen the Dow today? We're doomed. <laughs> Did they leave you your coin at least? They haven't taken any coin, so we do have that. But where, what would we spend it on? There's no food. I don't have to spend it. Coin always comes in handy later. I hope you're right. 
And she just continues going about trying to sort of move silently around the soldiers that are in here who are increasingly like getting upset at Winthrop because their insults are getting meaner and meaner. She's like, <laughs> your mother must have pushed you out of her asshole since you're such a big piece of shit. <laughs> the dude's like, all right, hey man, <laughs> look, I'm just you doing my job. <laughs> um, I think Star is gonna go over and try to calm her down a little bit. Um, I had something to do too, so I guess I'll go with. Okay. I hope the love of your life slits your throat in the dead of night. The last thing you Mom. see is the person you trusted the most realizing what a piece of shit you are. <laughs> Star's like, there's... I can tell that there's a lot of feelings that you have right now. But we gotta, we gotta tone it down a notch. I'm gonna cut off your head and mash it into a million pieces and send it to your mother so she has something to bury. Star's like, oh, oh, do you have, have the... Well, shit. So I was like, hold on, I need to write that yeah, one. Hold on, hold <laughs> on, that was, that was pretty good. <laughs> I like the uh, insults that are just like really weirdly uncomfortable. Like, I hope you have yeah. a sliver for the rest of your life or yeah. you have a hangnail or, for, you know, or something. I hope you step on Lego. One day I'm going to yeah. pull out all your teeth. Oh, well, that works too. <laughs> Mildly uncomfortable, sure. Star um, is going to like grab her by the shoulder and be like, you can't very well... Bring your business back after all of this if you're dead. Take it down a notch. Oh, I'll take him with me. Let me add him. <laughs> put me in, coach. Put me in. No, she's Say like, it in your Ray Romano voice and I'll let you go. Hey, let me add him. <laughs> no, I like how Zane's permanently happy. Oh, no, there it goes. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I'm back now. <laughs> back to sad. <laughs> I need all those insults, but I need them in the Ray Romano voice. Now. <laughs> um, she says, I know, I know, I just... Have you seen people leaving? Where this... Look, Tabaxi, you weren't, you weren't here two years ago. I thought that was the end of, the end of Brambleton. When, when we all fractured and the strongest of us were slaughtered and the bravest of us tortured in the streets I thought that was the end but this the one merchant brave enough to come through here is leaving and she's not coming back the richest in town are leaving and they're not coming back this is a death sentence star gives a like knowing nod and Star's gonna say if you want to save your town you can't just act out and I know I'm not a great example of that but you need to work together to get people involved in this you can't just fight the soldiers off you're gonna die you need to band together to save this place. Bo wants to pipe up too and just say, I think she's right and I wanted to tell you I have been through something like this and I wanted to talk to you. She eyes the soldiers who are sort of glaring your way, especially at the lack of horrendous insults being thrown their way. She says, 
Let's not talk here. Later. I'll come up to your rooms tonight. Probably about 10. Be there. Also, I didn't want anyone to hear me say that. <laughs> I don't think they hear you at that point, but they're just they are like concerned. Getting they're like, why is okay. this lady who just threatened to decapitate me and said my head to my <laughs> mother getting quiet. suddenly fine? <laughs> sure. Um, I'll just say, understood, don't eat the food. And like point over at the, or like not point, I guess like the, I don't know. I don't want to like point and then know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, I mean, she probably give her a little head nod. Okay. Um, if Flint gets an opportunity to talk to that that first woman, I mean, you can. You're kind of in the in the, like, you're sitting pretty. You're part of the raiding sure, party. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can yeah. do whatever the fuck you want. Kind of in the middle of like this, probably this little courtyard or whatever, where all these houses and stuff that he's been going through. There's probably a little pile of stuff that's you know built up just from sorting he's gonna say like hey you two i want you to take that pile move it over to that pile and take that pile and move it back to where this pile was i swap <laughs> the piles uh yes don't look at me like that yes boss and then one of them goes it was really the point and the other one smacks him in the back of the head he goes, we do what we are told listen to him he's gonna be he's gonna be the next captain that thinking <laughs> and gives you a grin with far too little teeth and a Far thumbs up. Tongue. <laughs> oh, God. Far too much tongue and a thumbs up. And you notice he's missing the tip of his thumb. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So, um, uh, yeah, Flint's just going to walk back into that lady's house. You walk into her house and she's like, what the fuck? You didn't even knock this time? I already knocked once earlier. I don't need to do it again. You, th you think you that knocking's just a, like, permanent... One and done thing. Yeah, like 24 hours. Then I got knocked again. <laughs> For vampires it is. Yeah, exactly. Vampire rules. <laughs> oh, shit. He's a vampire! <laughs> she hurls a clove of garlic at you. She's a vampire hunter. He takes <laughs> it to the food nice. hoard. That's no why food. she had a wooden bow. <laughs> Shot wooden stakes. Uh, yeah, Flint will just... He's going to nod towards that bow and say, You know how to use that thing? What, are you trying to enlist me, or are you trying to arrest me? Let's just say there's going to be a use for people, those types of skills here pretty soon. If you haven't noticed, looking around, things are getting a bit dicey. Yeah, no idea how to use it, thanks. You being truthful about that? Give me an insight check. Just being facetious. Right. Oh, it's a six. I mean, she's... <laughs> oh, my bad, my bad. I didn't know you didn't know how to use it. She's, uh, I mean, she's clearly giving you attitude, whether that's rooted in truth or not, you don't know. Sure, yeah. Um, I don't want to follow this up then. Well, if you happen to know somebody who does, tell them to go to Winthrop and order a West River Golden Ale. I actually knew somebody who did. My sister. But you all took her. So, you're shit out of luck now. Well, if you just want to lay it down, if you don't want to fight anymore, that's, I can't talk you into it, clearly. So, 
you're willing to accept all of this? If I'm willing to accept what you're forcing? What kind of weird victim-blaming routine are you going on about, Dwarf? If you are willing to accept the fact that you do have the ability to stop some of this, maybe not by yourself, but maybe coming together makes you a lot more powerful than you think. Empires like this, they thrive on the fact that people are willing to sit back and do nothing. So yeah, today it'll be me. Maybe tomorrow the Empire falls. There will always be somebody else. So don't blame me and don't blame yourself. Stand up and fight for something. You want to keep it. One's going to turn and walk out. Drops the mic. You hear her go, He farts. What? Yeah. <laughs> you hear her go, but ignore that. <laughs> Come to my yeah, house and you fart! Goes like a little fart and then, and then leaves. Yeah. You hear her just mutter, What the fuck? Did a soldier just come in here and actively push me to rebel? Uh, okay. And then, to be clear, kind of moving throughout, like, the rest of the day doing this kind of stuff, too. Uh, if there is anybody that he's getting that vibe from, he's going to tell him to go to Winthrop and do the same thing. Order a West, what did I say? West River Golden Ale. West River Golden Ale. Sure. And then, at some point, obviously, it would, like, at the end of the day or whatever, to make my way back to the uh, watering hole. Okay, can I just paint a picture real quick for you guys? No. Oh. You may not. I, what I'm imagining here is when this Winthrop having like 10, 15 people order like a gold, whatever golden ale, and she's just like, I don't have any ale. They took it all. What are you guys talking <laughs> just, about? They literally they took, took it all. It all. I never even had that to begin what with. What the fuck, guys? <laughs> the next person that asked me for one of those stupid fucking ales is banned for a year. <laughs> you know what? The next person who orders one of those stupid ales, you're joining the rebellion. That's it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> It's my new policy. <laughs> uh, Shadow, yes. Uh, I think after she's been doing this for a tiny bit, she's going to look around and see what Yelena is doing. Yelena is sort of overseeing operations, uh, going sort of group to group. And in fact, you spy Yelena as she comes up to Flint coming back out of the house of that young woman. And Yelena says, Dwarf, do you have a report for me? I got a big old pile of goods sitting right over there, being conveniently moved back and forth about four or five times. And what's the story on this one? And what's she, that? She nods to the house you just came from. Yeah, she's a bit spicy, but I don't think she's going to give us any trouble if that's what you're asking. I find those with sharp tongues eventually sharpen blades. Teach her a lesson. Go back in there and rough her up a little bit. All right. Not to ask me twice. Is Helena or is Yelena following me? She is sitting right out front, sort of arms behind her back, like waiting into and and watching you enter the house. Okay. Interesting. Um, I don't want to play this. 
Sure. Shout out to Wedding Gatter. Yeah, if anybody has anything else to do, give me a second to think <laughs> ruff, about ruff, this. Ruff. <laughs> so Shadow's going to kind of go to houses after she's checked in with people working on the houses mm-hmm. and moved on. So just a little kind of following behind her. And I'm assuming the soldiers are inside the houses. Like, or do they have anyone standing out front? Um, I mean, they're going through in and out, so you could probably time it. So I'm going to time it while they're inside. And I'm going to cast Minor Illusion on the house and like make it like a banging sound, like someone's hitting their fist on the outside of the wall. And then in Yelena's voice, say, this one's about done. You better hurry it up. Move on to the next one. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say the first one you do that to is going to be the butcher that you saw. Do, do, do. And you, you're, you Minor Illusion that and... Uh, the two black red shoulders come out and they push the door open and they, they look at the woman and just they're like if I find out is there anything in there anymore your meat's cured or otherwise I'll be considered theft and I'll be taking a hand Puh, spits on the ground walks away from her she just sort of shakes her head mutters a little prayer under her breath so seeing that work, she'll kind of just continue that and trying to make them hurry, hopefully not getting everything. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, you definitely cut a couple of them short, for sure. Um. <clears throat> okay, yeah, and you seem to do that unnoticed, and some people are a little puzzled as to why the so- soldiers suddenly stop, but they don't give it a... They don't look a gift minor illusion in the mouth (laughs) you know that old saying all right flint you want to go beat up your friend what is yelena's like position or her rank or whatever right now she's baron of the riverlands cool bear tone of the riverlands um (laughs) uh yeah so flint will barge in shove the door shut behind him in the pocket um, and then I'm assuming she, what's does she have a name yet? Uh, yeah, assuming she comes out and like confronts me again, right? Get out of my fucking Shut house for a bro. second. What's your name? It's Tara. All right, Tara. Here's what's gonna happen. You got a baron. You got the Baron of the Riverlands staring down your front door right now. She wants me to teach you a lesson. Do you know how to fight? Yes or no? Don't lie to me. Hit me. The face. Make it look good. Not really that kind of fighter, but all right. Can't see my dice. Does a 15 hit you? My AC is 15, so yes, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So she just like closed fist, like gives you a punch, like right on the chin. You take one point of damage. Is it a good one or? It was a bit weak. Okay. Yeah, Flint. You Flint start crying. <laughs> you gotta hit me in the glamorous part of the face. Give me a black eye or something. She goes to hit you again, makes contact with your cheek, doesn't really... She's like, I'm not, like, a strong person. Make me do this myself, fine. Listen, you gotta run. Do you have Do you have anything you can take with you in the next 20 seconds? You guys took everything. Good, then you can travel light. <laughs> God damn it, where am I supposed to go? <laughs> yeah, Flint will just, I don't know, grab a piece of burlap or something and kind of scribble that same map on it. Listen, they'll be after you. 
Do I have a choice? <laughs> I can throttle you right here. It's kind of your decision. The way she's talking, though, it sounds like you're not going to last too long. She's got her eyes on you. She grabs the paper, picks up the case with the bow, and then says, turns back and says, Dwarf. Yeah. Fuck you. Bear. Leaves out the back. Okay. Uh, Flint grabs, like, a kitchen, like a, I don't know, like a kitchen table knife or whatever. Kind of <sighs> takes a little swig of whiskey out of his thing and then stabs himself in the leg. All right, give yourself a... D4 of damage. Okay. I was going to say, do I have to roll to hit myself? It's a little <laughs> no. extreme. You could just give yourself a black eye or something that uh, you're you like stabbing it, like. Uh, D4 plus dex modifier. <laughs> you can hit plus your dex. Yeah. 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 It's one damage. Oh, God. <laughs> she got me. Roll a new character. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did your last character die? Yeah, he uh, stabbed himself in the leg. <laughs> With a kitchen knife. Hit an artery. Yeah, okay, hit an artery. <laughs> it's real messy. Uh, it lasts about 30 seconds. So yeah, he'll he'll give her like a 30 second head start. And then um uh, yeah, after after about 30 seconds, he's gonna hobble back out with the knife in his leg. And just like just like grunting and yelling, just yell to the two guys, shuffling the stuff around, just like the bloody one stabbed me, get after her, and like kind of point in like the incorrect direction to where she went. Give me a deception roll. Okay, good. With the advantage because he gets a knife sticking out his leg. Yeah, I'll give you advantage because you committed to the roll. Okay. Would Shadow hear this? Which part? That he's yelling that someone stabbed him, get after her? Yeah. Uh, 22. Okay. She whistles sharply, puts the two fingers in her mouth and lets us a whistle. Hellrider comes up and she's like, we have a runaway and possible rebel. Bring her back alive, if possible. He nods his head and... Yeah, Flint will just kind of hobble over to where Yellen is and say, Well, I guess just listen to your intuition a little bit more. Uh, don't worry, dwarf. She yells, Medic! She I'm says, going... As this guy's starting to ride off in whatever direction he's going, I'm going to minor illusion like a person disappearing behind a tree. And you see this horse sort of sharply pivot and then go off-road into the bushes in the wrong direction. Well, I'll save you the trouble and just yanks the knife out of his leg. And the medic's like, you're not doing Dude. <laughs> Wait. Roll your death saves. Think it's going to leave a scatter? He smells yeah, the it knife. Is <laughs> he's like, oh, God. Is that milk? <laughs> I am becoming one with the milk guy. <laughs> through and through. Disgusting. Um, and then, yeah, so he'll just kind of turn back to yell and say, if you don't mind, I'm going to go get myself a drink now. Don't put yourself too hard, dwarf. The medic's like, <laughs> the drink. <laughs> right, he's like, I don't, whatever. <laughs> don't put yourself too hard, dwarf. When the Inquisitor gets here, this will all be over. Well, I was just starting to have fun. Oh, trust me. It'll be a sight to see. Wintle. <laughs> Evil laugh. <laughs> are, you, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> He's going into shock. <laughs> Medic, is he? <laughs> Medic, <laughs> again! <laughs> uh... Shadow's also going to message, assuming she knows where um, 
Star is. She's going to send a message to Star telling her about the villager that's fleeing that's being chased. Okay. What do you say? Star, uh, Flint just yelled at a, a, someone was running and the lady sent, uh, one of the Hellriders on a horse after her. I tried to mislead him. Star, um, will respond. All right. Uh, we'll be out in a minute. Do you know anything more than this? Just that Flint pointed out some girl? I didn't see her. I just know he went into a house and then came out with a knife in his leg. All right. I'll pass along the information. <laughs> and she lets Bo, uh, well, I guess she's, I'm with Bo, Winthrop, and Groth, right? Correct. And Hannah? Okay. Yeah. Star is gonna, like, give a look to everyone and just sort of, like, look at them and then look at the door and start heading towards the door. So, just hoping she gives off the impression that they should follow her. Sure. You do the head wag thing? Yeah. <laughs> like, <All> super <laughs> over-exaggerated. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're doing ridiculous things in Discord, by the way. <laughs> There's a whole visual aspect that unfortunately yeah, you're kind of missing out on. Trust me, it's funny. <laughs> That should be the tag. That okay, should be the so tagline guys... of our whole podcast. Trust me, it's funny. That's pretty good. The, the description. Hmm. Just call it the, call it the episode. <laughs> um. Okay. So you guys exit, and what do you do? You see Flint hobbling towards you guys with a ble- bloody leg. Cross been cleaning for four hours. He's like, oh, that god, I'm so bored. <laughs> <laughs> they put you yeah. in the dish pit. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, no. Not the armpit. <laughs> Don't even pay me. Um, Star's gonna, like, once we're at least kind of out of earshot of the uh, guards inside, she's gonna say, like, kind of repeat what Shadow said. And I guess now that everyone sees Flint, she'd be like, what the fuck, dude? Flint, what the fuck? The long story. That should be the tag. That should be the tagline for Flint. <laughs> Flint, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck, dude? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck, dude? Come on, man. It's uh, kind of a long story. Actually, it's not really that long of a story. I got stabbed in the leg. By who? By a woman with a knife. (laughs) (laughs) And end episode right here. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, that's pretty close because we are going to close out the scene with the sun setting and you guys walking back into the watering hole and we'll pick this up next time on dragon ball fortnite fortnite audio perfection reminds me of uh, tina's like uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's just a different tone Thank you for listening to the Reroll Podcast. The world of Rel and all characters within are copyright and fictitious. Any similarities to persons living or dead or actual events are purely coincidental.
Want to follow us on social media, listen to another episode, or send us hate mail? Check out our link tree for all of our info. You can find that link in the episode description. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we could use in our games. The reroll main theme and all character themes are copyright, as well as the Chronicles of Rel main theme. Please consider donating to our Patreon if you liked our content. We are hell-bent on making more, and with your support, we can make a lot more. New episodes every Monday at 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. See you then.